0: the
1: nail in the coffin welcome to a sunday night edition of the nail in the coffin i'm tom he's travis trav how are you man
2: I'm doing great, man. Nice little, uh, nice little Sunday. Avoided the Browns as much as I could. Put up some Christmas lights. Yeah, I you know. saw
1: that uh, on the gram. There it was a very impressive setup you had out front at yeah, the uh, Yule Manor.
2: Pretty nice, uh, pretty nice weather here for a uh, December evening. So we took advantage.
1: Yeah, you got to get that done. I, I made the fatal error last year of waiting too long, and it just never, never happened for me. So uh.
2: yeah, today was kind of the, the day of, you know, day of reckoning. If it didn't go up today, there was really no point in putting it up. So.
1: Well, uh, we got it done. Yeah, I was going to say it was also a day of reckoning for college football, uh, playoff selection day. The Ohio State Buckeyes, unfortunately, left on the outside looking in. So, joining us to talk about it, we have Josh Paloha from uh, our friends over at Waiting for Next Year. Josh, thanks for joining us. Anytime. What's going on? Well, uh, let's uh, let's get started here. Are you surprised that uh, the Buckeyes did not get in in that fourth spot? I'm not quite I'm put it
0: this way, I'm not surprised that they didn't get in, but I'm surprised at the way the reasoning why they didn't get in. If that makes sense.
1: All right, expound on that because i I'll be honest I you know I, I saw some of it and the the phrase I kept seeing is uh Alabama was decided to be uh, they were deemed to be unequivocally better than Ohio State um, wh- what was the rationale beyond that?
0: The selection committee never really said that Alabama was better, but they said that like they're not their strength of schedule, but they said, I forget the exact words they said, they said something about like their throughout the season, what they've done has been better than Ohio state, which is completely 100% false.
1: I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of agreement here. Trev, uh, you, you want to chime in and uh, <laughs> go well, ahead with I, uh, your two cents.
2: <laughs> yeah. When we heard uh, Kirby cut today, um trying to um trying to explain what you know what the deciding factor was um he didn't have a whole lot it kind of seemed like a he's contradicted a lot of what they've said in the past yes and and secondly um he didn't really make a whole lot of sense like the things he was arguing didn't really didn't really jive with what actually happened this season um so am i surprised no when i woke up today i said i'll bet it's going to be alabama um, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that the best conference in the country got left out and, um, a, a conference that's been deemed pretty mediocre outside the three teams at the top, got two teams in, um, I, I sort of imagine, you know, what the outrage would have been if this were, you know, 10 years ago when the SEC was the king, um, if this had happened in that scenario, um you know, the South probably would have seceded again in all likelihood. (laughs) Um, So I don't – I have a hard time figuring out how the Big Ten in general just got left out. I don't know if – if you look at resumes, I'm not totally sure that Alabama's resume is even better than Wisconsin's. If you're going to go the two-versus-one-loss thing, um, okay. I guess I'll listen to it. Um, But Wisconsin only had one loss. One loss, they, you know, they played – Ohio State pretty tight yesterday. Probably shouldn't have been, but um, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I just don't get other than the fact that it's Alabama. um, I'm pretty confident if that resume had any other name at the top of it, they wouldn't have even been in the conversation.
1: All right, let's talk about that, that game yesterday, Ohio State, Wisconsin, big 10 championship game. Buckeyes were favored going in, but uh, you know, it seemed like they controlled most of the, most of the game. Although Wisconsin did have a shot, you know, in their final possession. Um, How much do you think Ohio state was penalized for uh, not scoring enough style points, so to speak?
0: See, I don't think even if Ohio state would have blown them out, I still don't think they wouldn't have gotten in. I think the committee was just so obsessed with Alabama, 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 Alabama.
2: I think barring a, you know, 59, 59, nothing type thing. um, I think it was pretty much already settled when they played yesterday. I agree. Um, I, I agree, and I, I, I think they kind of set that, um, they they kind of set it up that last week when they put Ohio State, you know, eighth, to Alabama's fifth, um, and I I think the fact they didn't really stray from that that the top three, um, I don't know if Oklahoma obviously Georgia jumped up because they won they replaced Auburn, um. But I I don't know that there was a whole lot Ohio State could have done yesterday in general, Um, which is kind of unfortunate because it's another one of those things that, you know, that was a hell of a game yesterday and Ohio State won the Big Ten. And it's another one of those games that turns out to not really mean anything in the grand scheme.
1: You know, it almost seems like the fact that they won that game in 2014, 59 to nothing. I mean, that. I think played a huge role in them leapfrogging the two big 12 schools and getting in that year. And I feel like in some strange way that almost worked against them here. I mean, that that's a really strange thing to have happen and and just a huge outlier and extremely difficult to do. And if you're going into a game saying, well, a team, they did it in 2014, they could go out and beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. If like that's the standard that you're looking for, you're never going to meet that again in a championship game, barring something just crazy happening.
0: Yeah, it's hard to beat any team fifty-five nothing, let alone in a conference championship. Yeah, exactly. That's literally like a once in a lifetime thing.
1: And I, I would go further to say, I, I just, I don't really understand necessarily how this committee viewed Wisconsin because it was almost like they put them up at number four out of a sense of obligation because they were the only undefeated team left. Because it's like in any other situation, if you are the lone remaining. And, and I get it. I mean, their their schedule wasn't necessarily that great this year. They're playing in the weaker division of the Big Ten. But if you're the only Power Five conference team left that's unbeaten, and you're playing in a in a championship game for your conference, and and you can beat, I mean, that should theoretically carry a lot of weight. And it seems like, well, Ohio State only won with by one score, so ah, that really wasn't that impressive after all.
2: Yeah, here's the thing though, like. If Ohio State, and we were like all last week, right, we were discussing how close Alabama and Ohio State are, and we were already debating how one, which one's going to get in and why. If you're Ohio State and you're that close to Alabama and you play the number four last undefeated team in the power five and beat them while the other team stays home. I can't wrap my head around how you don't go ahead of them. I yeah, just that... don't get it. So basically what you're saying is if you're expected to blow out a team that's as good as Wisconsin is just come out and say Ohio State's out of it. They can't do anything yes. this week. Yeah, or that just was say the... they need or they, on, say they,
0: they need to pull or just say that they need to pull like a, another 59-0 upset or not upset, but f- they have yeah, to win like 59 of... nothing again. They Kirby Hocutt gave Ohio State fans so much hope by saying that four and eight were so close, which is Alabama and Ohio State. That's what he said Tuesday night, and then it meant nothing.
1: Yeah, that that was what I thought was really strange. Was I, I don't know how you go from that on Tuesday? Oh five, five, all the teams five through eight are very close together, and then you get to sun, Sunday, and now all we're of four. a sudden, well, Alabama was clearly better than everybody else, and that was really. You know, when I woke up on Sunday, I said, okay, that game on Saturday night wasn't necessarily uh, the overwhelming domination that you might have hoped for. But, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, they told us these teams are close together. And, you know, if you're, and we talked about this on our last episode, you're trying to pick a different precedent from past years. And, you know, the, the, um, fallacy in trying to do that but the one I'm thinking is like okay if you're looking at Ohio State last year they got in without playing in the conference championship um you know going into that weekend last year they were number two and when they didn't play and all the other teams around them were playing they dropped a spot and ended up in the final rankings number three and Alabama this year needed to move up a spot when everybody else around them is playing top 10 teams and getting really quality wins and and they're sitting home and I just I'm like I don't see any way that they could do that and, and you know well then I you know you see start seeing the things online uh, on Twitter. there's some chatter that uh, there's a ton of money coming in uh, on Ohio State making the playoff uh, very late in the process here late morning. and that's kind of one of those things that's like uh, sounds like somebody got a word and a little bit of information somewhere. Um, so when all that stuff started coming together, I said, all right, th- I think this is looking pretty good for Ohio State, but uh, apparently not.
0: Yeah, it's I think it's weird because for the first time ever, I was an Alabama fan last weekend and them losing kept Ohio State out of the playoff. If Alabama would have beaten Auburn last week, Ohio State's in no matter what.
2: Not positive about that. I mean, that would obviously assume that uh, Alabama beat Georgia yesterday as well but then um, that's if they'd it lost yeah. to georgia if they lost to georgia this week i think probably both would have been in it anyways um that's true but but yeah i get what you're saying you're probably right and just um,
0: alabama losing hurt ohio state is basically what i was saying
2: and yeah I'll, oh 100
1: and i'll tell you the other thing watching quite a bit of that sec game yesterday i thought that the way that that unfolded was going to do nothing but help ohio state because here you have auburn the team that took Alabama apart last week, now all of a sudden having the same thing done to them and they're losing by three scores, that's doing nothing but making that loss last week for Bama look even worse. So yes. I, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, this is, if you're an Ohio State fan, this is pretty much exactly what you want because if your primary concern here is Alabama, it's just going to shine a bigger spotlight on their loss. Um, but again, uh, I guess not, so...
0: And it's crazy to me because people keep saying, well, Ohio State set the president last year, but Ohio State had a better resume than Penn State last year outside of not making the conference championship. This year, Alabama not only didn't make the conference championship, but they also did not have as good of a resume as Ohio State. So the two years have nothing to do with each other.
2: Yeah, that was – go ahead, Just It sort of feels like right now um, at at least – I hate to say it because you feel like they put a lot of work into it. It kind of just feels like they pick the teams they want. Yes. Like they they think Alabama is better. doesn't matter if Alabama proved it. Because I heard some people on TV today talking about um, how Alabama is just this much better than Ohio State. I don't know what Alabama team those people have been wanting this year. Like I was never impressed with Alabama this year. They've um, literally, and they've played no one too. They struck me a lot of the Florida State team. Um, the year after they won, when Jameis was back for you know his last year, and they ended up getting into the playoff, but then they got waxed by Clemson. They went through that whole season, and everybody's like, "This team just doesn't look that good," you know. But they were so good last year, so maybe they'll be good again. And and they gave them the benefit of the doubt, and were proven wrong. I'm not sure if that's going to happen with Alabama or not. But the the Alabama team, and, and this is not to necessarily say that Ohio State deserved, and that's sort of the problem here is that both of these teams. Alabama and Ohio state have a really good case for not getting in. Um, there's three teams that, you know, took control and earned their spot and came down to two other teams that quite frankly, neither one can really complain that much for not getting in because they both got something um, sort of, you know, black cloud hanging over them that would say, yeah, that team might not belong. Um, but I, all those things being considered, I thought, it should come back around Ohio State. I was not expecting it to, though. Um, and I just don't know. I don't. I fully expect that Clemson will probably blow the doors off of Alabama. I was going to say,
1: I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here because I'm sure we'll be talking more about the New Year's Six Bulls in the coming weeks, but um, that situation that you described with Florida State a few years ago when Oregon ended up taking them apart in the Rose Bowl, I very much could envision that happening with Clemson and Alabama this year.
2: Absolutely, because I Alabama just hasn't looked like Alabama this year. No, uh, I know they had a good record and they, you know, they had some good wins. Uh, well, not really. They have some wins, um, but hey, it,
0: it Fresno just, State's number twenty-five. Oh my bad. Uh, I thought you were done. I don't. I don't think they yeah, are. No, they're not. <laughs> they were. The committee. Were 25. The, com- the committee making them rank though last week just showed how much they loved Alabama to me. The fact that Fresno State three lost Fresno State was number twenty-five. It was basically just saying, well, look at Alabama has another top twenty-five one.
1: Okay. That I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's an aspect to this whole thing that I wanted to get into. Far be it for me to be a conspiracy theorist, but I want to throw some ideas out here and just put them out in the room. Oh, I love this idea. A, and just kind of <laughs> see what you guys think in terms of how much either of these things ended up being a factor. Because these are things that necessarily are aren't necessarily supposed to be uh, factors in the decision making, but how much do you think that the committee is looking at? Well, we have the potential for either having a rematch of Ohio State Clemson, which was a what thirty-one nothing blowout last year, I think, in the Fiesta Bowl. Yes, or yes. we get a rubber match between Clemson and Alabama, who have had two awesome championship games the last two years, with a chance to to get the deciding best of three. Uh, you know, rematch here on New Year's night in the Sugar Bowl.
2: I that's that had to play in a it. had to. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure was a part of it. There and there's probably some validity to the idea that if you're looking at the two teams, if you're looking at Alabama and Ohio State, and you're gonna say, you know, which one is more likely to get blown out? I don't think either is particularly likely, but I think Ohio State probably would be more likely. Um, we saw it last year. We saw it with Iowa this year. Like Alabama's pretty steady. They don't ever really get blown out. Although I don't, despite the score, I think that Auburn game was about as close to a blot as you can get um, in that sort of, you know, in that sort of setting. But yeah, I, I think it probably had to play a part in it. How big of a part I don't really know, but I'm sure it did.
1: Do you think then that on top of that? I mean, you look at. The Big Ten rep in the playoff the last two years. I think they've gotten beaten Michigan State two years ago and Ohio State last year. I think it was what a combined like seventy to nothing or something.
2: Yeah, I think I, Michigan I, State was thirty-eight nothing. Yeah, okay, so yeah, sixty-nine yeah, to nothing. Be, uh, that's that's nice. not nice. <laughs> nice, not nice, not nice. <laughs> of, <but. laughs> it's, yeah, it's really uh, oh. I, no, no, sorry. No. I was just gonna say I. I think it's weird because everyone looking – if you're ranking all these Big Ten teams highly and regarding the Big Ten as, as – as, it, it seemed like for most of the year, the Big Ten was viewed as the best conference in the country. Um, so regardless of what happened the last two years, if you think the conference is that good, it should count for something that you won that conference.
1: Certainly seemed to carry a lot of weight in the BCS days for the SEC. See,
0: that's the thing too. The BCS – Everyone talked about how important strength the schedule is in the BCS rankings, and now the committee just acts like it's nothing. Strength the schedule, like, if a power, I'm going right to about this this week, too. If a power five team goes undefeated, I think they make the playoff
2: no matter what, no matter who they play. Yeah, and Wisconsin was the only team that was going to keep Alabama out of the playoff this week.
0: Yeah. Like, Ohio State, so instead of playing Oklahoma, Ohio State should just play Mercer. What's the difference? I mentioned a win, week. right?
2: I mentioned this last week. There was zero incentive to schedule tough out-of-conference games. Anyway. Absolutely. none. And it,
0: it's the complete opposite of the BCS era. The BCS era is all about non-conference um, strength of schedule.
1: I feel like we were told at the, at the start of this whole thing, this playoff era, that that was going to be something that was going to be rewarded with scheduling up. And I mean, the hard thing with this is, you know, I, I don't think you guys are wrong by any means, but. I mean, how far in advance are you setting your non-conference schedule? I mean, some of these games are being booked what five, ten years in advance?
0: So I think it's usually about five. Like oh. I'm, I'm looking it up right now for Ohio State's, but I think Ohio State has like their non-big time non-conference games scheduled until 2022.
2: Okay, they've had them booked out for a while too. Like oh, I think actually, I think the furthest out they have right now is um, the series true. with I think Washington.
0: Boston actually Washington and then Boston college in 2026 and 2027. I did not realize. Yeah. I'm not that sure fun.
2: Boston college really carries the weight that those, no. those other ones carry. But well, that's the thing uh, though. I mean, who, they've got Notre Dame and Texas on the schedule. If i Smith, I'm calling those teams tomorrow and canceling that series.
1: Well, who would have thought 10 years ago that putting Clemson or TCU on your schedule would look good. And Ohio oh, playing I, playing TCU next year, you know, and you know, it's, it's so hard to predict who's going to be good that far out. And the other thing with that is, I mean, I think we're losing what six selection committee members that were on the the crew that picked this playoff field that are going to be replaced next year. So, I mean, you're getting six new sets of opinions coming into the room next year and, you know, who knows what kind of things they're going to value. And especially when you start considering, I, I think like you guys have said here tonight, um, it kind of feels like they're making it up as they go along. It, it's whatever, you know, you can, whoever you think's good, you can cherry pick your data points uh, in order to, to make I, your case and justify who you're putting in.
0: Yes, I've been saying that on Twitter too. You can literally, yeah, like you said, no matter who, if you think Alabama should get in, you can pick your. Data points, like you said, and make it look like Alabama should get in over house State. If you think Ohio State should get in, you can pick different things to say. Yes, this is why house State should get in out of Alabama. It's just completely how you look at it.
2: If and, that makes sense. And, and I'm actually, and I'll be honest, that part of it I don't hate. I don't. I don't. I never liked. I don't like the idea of there being like rigid rules as to how you get in. Um I, I would like there to be sort of some criteria and have them, you know, be consistent with what they say they're gonna look at and what's gonna be of value when they're evaluating it. But in general, I don't want it to be like a checklist of here's things that you have to have done and here's you know what you need to do to get in and this, that and the other thing. So I'm not I don't hate that, but
0: there, you know, I'd like what they
2: tell us um, one week to carry over to the following week.
0: Yes. And there's technically there's four criteria. I don't know if you guys know this. There's four criteria for them picking teams that are comparable. So Ohio State and Alabama are obviously comparable. So the four criteria are conference championships, one, strength of schedule, head-to-head, and comparative outcomes of common opponents. So the last two you can throw out the window because Alabama and Ohio State didn't play anyone similar. But Ohio State, has one championship compared to Alabama zero and their strength. The schedule is much better than Crimson Tide's. So they basically just said that the four criteria that they have and like the set of rules for the committee means nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, and, and I, it takes us back to, well, why'd they tell us last week that, it, that they did, that they were close. That's just, I, I can't wrap my head around it.
0: it. It gave Buckeye fans a false hope is all it did.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, so Ohio State gets uh, USC in the Cotton Bowl. Um, what do we think about that matchup and, and that bowl assignment? It, for, they've avoided the Fiesta Bowl, finally.
2: I really wish this – oh, go. You go first. You no, know, I, I honestly couldn't care less about the bowl game. I, I really, and that's that's the biggest downside of this playoff so far is I really don't care at all. Um I hope JT Barrett doesn't play. Um, I want them to use this time to give Dwayne Haskins a lot of first-team practice reps. I don't care if they win or lose the game. Um, It it means very little, I think, at this point.
1: Josh, what do you say? First
0: first things first, I wish it was the Rose Bowl. I wish that was possible, but it's not. Um, Secondly, I kind of agree that it means nothing. But I feel like if Ohio State – blows USC out or gets blown out the pl- the playoff committee will say like well this is what happened to Ohio State last year in their bowl game this is why we didn't put them in the playoff or you know what I mean they can use that to sort of explain why they did or didn't do something so like people are saying well Ohio State didn't make the playoff this year because they lost 31 nothing to Clemson last year I feel like even though it's not a playoff game they can still say that about the Cotton Bowl this year
1: you know who else, uh, to your first point, you know who else wishes that this game was the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl.
2: <laughs> the no, Rose Bowl yeah. does. I,
1: I, I think if if you give the uh, the bowl committee people, you know, the that you know, the, the people that are running these different bowl games their choice, I think they would absolutely rather have an Ohio State USC Rose Bowl, and for that matter, I could see a scenario that you could say that the Cotton Bowl would rather have Oklahoma and Georgia. You know, especially with the proximity down there, I think Oklahoma's played quite a few games down at Jerry World. Um, so, uh, I mean, obviously it doesn't work that way, and and they're going to sell these games out anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of strange. And, you know, just as, as we start talking about just the bowl assignments and where the different teams are going, I feel a little bit like Clemson's getting screwed here having to play their game. I mean, allegedly the committee's doing them a favor of putting them in the game that's closest to their place, but um, getting sent to a bowl game where you got to play an SEC team at the Sugar Bowl doesn't really seem like it's uh, much of a uh, reward for being the top overall seed.
0: Yes. It just shows that, I mean, I guess there's not really anything they could do because they had to decide between the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl.
1: Yeah, geographically. No it's
0: in the number one seed.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, with the teams they made gone. it, and and the bowls that were involved, I don't really think there was an obvious win here for for anybody. But uh, the evil empire down there at Tuscaloosa <laughs> gets it, another one in their favor, I guess.
0: What? Yeah, that seems to happen every single time, doesn't it?
1: Amazing how that works out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any uh, any other thoughts here as, as we go along and try to unpack a, a very an une- uh, eventful weekend in college football.
0: I just wish the committee would have just been straight up and said Ohio State needs to blow out Wisconsin
2: in order to have any shot at making a playoff.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like that was the case.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I I sort of wish today when the ESPN guys were – and I get you know it's a guy that is coming on your show and you're going to be gracious and and nice to him and everything. But um, the fact that he did a complete 180 in a matter of a week – uh, and nobody really called him on it no one really questioned well why'd you say this if it's clearly not the case um i don't know it was, it was kind of disappointing i feel like they kind of just you know went, went pretty easy on a guy who has a, a pretty important job um
1: you're talking with, about kirby hokett
2: yeah they That's didn't a... they didn't really press him for much explanation on anything they just kind of let you know they let him sort of throw whatever he wants out there without really questioning stuff that clearly was conflicting with what he had previously said.
1: I will tell
0: you, he... but I think part of that is to mm. go on.
1: Well, I was go. just going to say, Kirby Hokett was the athletic director at OU a couple years after I left, and he was not there very long, and when he left, I don't think anybody in Athens was particularly sad to see him go, but that's neither here nor there for this. But My quick aside, but Josh, go ahead. Um,
0: Shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, I think his ESPN wanted Alabama in the playoff, like all those. I'm pretty. Even Kirk Herbstreit said that he thought Alabama was going to him. I think part of it is because ESPN. Someone pointed this out too. ESPN is affiliated with the SEC, while Fox is affiliated with the Big Ten. If you noticed yesterday, before, during, and after the Ohio State game, all four Fox analysts said that Ohio State's in the playoff. Yep. And then come on ESPN today, and they said or all the ESPN guys said Ohio State's not in, Alabama's in. I mean, you can say it's not a conspiracy theory, but that seems to be sketchy.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, during the SEC championship game yesterday, uh, the broadcast spent an awful lot of time talking up Alabama on, on CBS because they've got the SEC contract. And then, like you said, during the big 10 game last night, Fox, this is their first year as the big 10's primary partner. And, uh, you know, they basically made it seem like it was a done deal. Ohio state's in just need to win tonight, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, ESPN, I mean, they, they've got relationships with both of those conferences and they've made a ton of money showing Ohio state. So I don't necessarily know that Ohio state's a bad investment for them to have in there. I think Ohio state's a pretty public team, but, uh, yeah, I I don't think there's any harm in in seeing Alabama on your schedule on New Year's night. Trav, go ahead.
2: No, I just I I, I was surprised that today um you had Herb Street who's an Ohio State Ohio Big 10 guy saying Alabama should get in. He said he thought Ohio State would, but that Alabama should. And then on the other side of him was um, Jesse Palmer who was an SEC guy saying Ohio State should be in um, I, fu- I thought that was sort of an interesting dynamic but um, I don't I sort of fr- I frequently wonder how much pull ESPN actually has in this in this thing because in theory they should have zero um, and I don't think they would ever say yeah ESPN actually matters what we're choosing these things but it would be a little bit naive to think that it doesn't factor in at all i think
1: way too many yeah. benjamin's involved there <laughs> yeah it's, it's
2: exactly. the it's the human element too
0: there's definitely well obviously there's a human element within the committee but i just feel like espn being a partner with the sec has le- even if it's just a tiny bit has a little bit to do with the decisions
1: and when you get uh, situations like this where you got two probably the most public teams in all of college sports going head-to-head for one spot. I think every little thing like that's going to play a role in it and and matter. So, you know, it's tough. But, uh, I mean, we'll see.
2: It's interesting. You kind of wonder last, last night when they were watching Ohio State-Wisconsin. Were they pulling for Wisconsin to make their job really easy? Or were they pulling for Ohio State so they could get one of those big teams in that have, you know, the huge following?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, ESPN's a- going to make a lot more money with the way things shook out. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm not mind.
2: totally. I'm not totally sure that's true. Um, okay,
1: go ahead. Why? Because I, I, am curious to hear this. If
2: you look at none of these teams that are in this are, you know, national brands. You don't. They're all big names. Obviously, Alabama is a big name. How many people have you met? You know, there. Alabama is not one of these schools that has alumni all over the country, tuning in to watch games
1: uh Bama's.
2: clemson they're they're a regional school um i i just i don't think you're gonna see um the ratings that you maybe would expect to even with this game where it's a big you know alabama clemson rematch um i'm fairly confident that it's in the last year obviously when it was new year's eve that was not good in general those ratings are sort of an anomaly I don't think it's going to get the number they would expect to want it to get.
1: I don't think this will do as well as the one three years ago, the last time these were on New Year's Day. Um, I will say that. But uh, the other thing, though, yesterday, I believe in the overnights, the SEC game with Georgia and Auburn got the best rating of any uh, college football game in 2017. And I think the, the Iron Bowl the week before did that and helped that mark previously.
2: It's the same reason the Big Bang Theory gets huge ratings. It's not because it's any good. It's because old people don't turn their TVs off at CBS.
1: <laughs> well, that might be true, but if those eyeballs or those TVs are running, I mean, that's that's dollars there. So,
0: oh well. Do you think Ohio State USC will get a better rating than either of the playoff
2: semifinals? probably not i don't think the bulls in general i i think you know the wind's out of the sails with a lot of them it'll get it'll get you know fans of ohio state and fans of usc but it's not going to get I, I just don't think casual fans are going to turn into bowl games anymore
0: yeah because none of them matter besides the playoff
2: yeah. yeah the wind is yeah, definitely and is... it kind of begs the question how much they really mattered before but that's i guess that's a different discussion well, that's, that's a,
1: you know, something to kind of keep an eye on here over the next few weeks. We started seeing this a couple of years ago. I think that picked up a little bit more momentum last year. And I'm kind of wondering if it's going to continue trending in this direction of how many guys are going to be sitting out these bowl games that if they're not in the playoff. Because, I mean, I think if you have everybody playing from Ohio State and USC and they're motivated and they care, I think that could be a good game, even if there's no real stakes. But, um, you know, I, I think you could certainly make a case for a lot of guys who could have uh, high draft ex- aspirations um, looking at that and saying there's not a whole lot of incentive to be playing in that game.
2: Yeah, yeah you I would see seen... that Joey Bosa's going out there taking shots early so they get ejected. <laughs> get to sit the rest of the game out. Forgot about that. Is, yeah, I, honestly, I don't really care if guys play bowl games anymore. If it's not a playoff game, god bless you, you know if you can go be a high draft pick keep keep yourself healthy you know
0: yeah we'll ever fight, since Jalen smith
2: yeah on, on my
0: bad. no nope, i'm done ever since Jalen smith got hurt i forget did he his mcl and acl in his State? i think it was both of those i feel uh, yeah. like ever since then players have been realizing like there's so many millions that i can lose out on if i get hurt why play this game
1: yeah, uh, I don't know how many ligaments he tore in his knee, but he certainly tore quite a hole in his checking account with that uh, decision to play in that game, and that sucks. Um, you know, do we do we think I, – I, I probably don't even want to get into all this, but uh, do we think uh, this is a chance to scout the potential future quarterback of the Browns?
2: Mm, possibly. I'm not sure. I mean, you- I'm still – Darnold, I'm still not sure if he's coming out or not. I don't know.
0: JT Barrett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some pro football, pro football focus numbers that'll tell you that, uh, that that's the way to go. But uh, I don't know. So, all right, boys. I think this is probably a good point to wrap it up. Unless anybody else has uh, anything else grinding their gears. Uh,
2: no, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm think good.
1: All right, Josh. This was fun. Thanks for joining us, man. I Appreciate it.
0: Anytime. Thank you for having me.
1: All right, hey, real quick, what? Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? What's your handle? George,
0: so Josh with an R, J O R S H, and the letter P, George P.
1: All right, go follow him. He's a, he's a good follow on Twitter. I I couldn't remember the handle offhand, so. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good guy to follow on there And uh, you can read his work on WaitingForNextYear.com You can listen to our show on WaitingForNextYear.com uh, In addition to Yeah, that's right In addition to our website, uh, TheNailPodcast.com And uh, if you like what you hear, go subscribe On Apple Podcasts Or for you Android users We're on Google Play And we're also uh, kicking around on Stitcher as well Facebook page is facebook.com slash the nail podcast. And uh, if you're on Twitter, uh, we're at the nail podcast there. Uh, our thanks once again to Josh Paloja for joining us here tonight. We will be back uh, at some point here. I'm uh, sure we'll find some more good stuff uh, back in Cleveland to be talking about. Uh, Cav's got uh, some guys coming back from injuries, hopefully, soon. We might see Isaiah Thomas for the first time this year, uh, sooner than later. Um, so, a lot of good stuff to talk about there. So for Travis Julia, I'm Tom Valentino. It's been The Nail in the Coffin, and we'll catch you soon.